Welcome, everyone, to POV Crypto, the only podcast that both Bitcoiners and Ethereans listen to. I'm David Hoffman, here with my buddy Christian. Christian, how you doing? Doing good, man. On the road again in New York City right now. I've actually been, like, cooped up in this horrible hotel room all day working, um, and... No better way of finishing off the day than uh, banging out a couple of intros for these uh, these great podcasts that we just recorded. But before we get into the subjects of podcasts, we need to shout out to our sponsors, Haven App. If you guys have not yet heard, you're under a rock. Haven App has blown up recently. It's a great place to buy and sell stuff, just like craigslist amazon ebay but you do it with crypto and receiving crypto and you also don't sign up with an email or password it is a privacy focused privacy first app Uh, they don't take middleman fees so you receive all the funds that um, your buyer uh, gives to you and vice versa so it's really just enabling using crypto to enable a future peer-to-peer marketplace haven has been with us for a long time we're super thankful to have them we are also super thankful to have our newest sponsor, eToro. eToro has been around creating financial enablement for years across the world, uh, bringing different sort of investment platforms and, and uh, different stock options. Uh, and when crypto and Bitcoin hit the scene, they were one of the first companies to jump on and support crypto. Um, and at this point, eToro.com has grown over 11 million different traders and users. Uh, they have a full-blown social trading section inside their website. So you're not only trading on eToro, but you're talking smack to different traders. You're talking about the market. It's kind of like an all-you-can-go-to one-stop shop place where you can trade all the top cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin. Uh, to learn more and check out eToro, check out b.tc backslash eToro POV. That is b.tc backslash eToro POV. That is enough ads for us now. You guys, the show is so successful. We are just stacking sponsors, so we could not feel more thankful. Um, We want to just jump right into the content. Rockstar Dev, what a great interview. David, you want to talk about some of the things we talked about on the show? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, As an Ethereum, I needed a little bit of introduction to Rockstar Dev and what he was doing. And so part of this episode goes into that. Uh, If you're not familiar with BTC Pay Server, we give you the details on that and why the Bitcoin community has moved away from BitPay and instead now uses BTC Pay Server, which is like this open source community built uh, method for integrating Bitcoin payments into you know your e-commerce uh, website, much more aligned with the original vision of Bitcoin. Uh, and then we talk about some of the other you know typical Bitcoin versus Ethereum ramblings. So. All in all, a pretty fun episode. Yeah, this was a super fun episode. And for those of you who have never met Rockstar Dev, he is just a super sarcastic, funny guy. Uh, and, you know, he just has a lot of personality. So uh, for those of you listening on podcast, highly recommend go checking this interview out on YouTube. Uh, Rockstar came in totally black silhouette. Uh, and just burning cash in the background as his visual. So it wasn't your normal interview. Um, definitely had a lot of character. But we we talked about everything that needed to be talked about. Rockstar jumped into what his criticisms of ETH are and what his criticisms of blockchains not used for Bitcoin are in general. Um, thought this was a great episode. Hope you guys enjoy it too. But without further ado, let's just get right into it. Rockstar Dev. You guys, I am so freaking excited to bring you one of my favorite guys in the space, Rockstar Dev. Rockstar, welcome to POV Crypto. Thank you, man. Pleasure to be here. Rockstar saw that we were doing YouTube videos and decided to take anonymity to the next level. I love it. <laughs> but also uh, alleging uh, showing his political alignment at the same time or lack um, thereof. What do you mean? Money burning? Yeah. <laughs> Fiat no, money man, burning. Yeah. yeah. It's not about money. It's about sending the message. What message are you sending with that background? Okay. Know. So for the <laughs> listeners who are not watching the POV or who are not watching our YouTube, even though you should be and you should subscribe, Rockstar Dev is a black silhouette uh, and it moves It moves as, as he does. So he's done some cool uh, black magic fuckery to make it look like he's dressed a black silhouette. <laughs> Um, and so we can see him moving, uh, but in the background is hundreds of dollars of bills, fives, ones, 
and it looks like somebody poured gasoline on it and and lit a match and threw it on it and then recorded it in slow motion. So it's a pretty intense visual going on right now, and it's pretty cool. See, and it, it it's a double message, right? Number one is yeah, burn fiat by Bitcoin, <laughs> and number two is subscribe to your YouTube channel so <laughs> people can see it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you can you can tell right away why people yeah call me rock star and love me, man. Mm-hmm. So see, always delivering. The next steps will be to do some um, some defakes and use the rock as your black silhouette instead of just a black uh-huh. silhouette. No, I I think yeah I need to stay like this because imagine the surprise if I like turn the brightness up and I'm actually mm-hmm. I am Vin Diesel just with the <laughs> right. Vin Diesel. Oh, oh, that's Vin Diesel that you have. Oh, I thought I thought that was play off the rock. Oh, never mind. No, no, man, Vin Diesel. Oh, a rockstar cool. dev is Vin Diesel reincarnated mm-hmm. as a rockstar mm-hmm. dev- developer. I mean, so I, rockstar. Oh yeah, go ahead. I, I gotta give credit to the Netherlands crew because that's actually how the whole joke started. Like I don't know if if people know. I think meme is still up because I I flew over to party with Romano and it was, man, it was crazy. Like, that's all I will say. Um, Who's Romano? Romano, man, you know, but you're asking for the audience or? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're asking for Tony, Tony Weiss. Yeah. Because he's also like, who's Romano? But Romano is the guy that tried to kickstart the altcoin season by flying to vegas and licking certain part of the body yeah to to get the shit coins going yeah (laughs) of a stripper was that was that uh brenna specifically yeah i don't know if she's a full-blown porn star man not a stripper but yeah that that didn't work well but it definitely yeah it worked for him man even that couldn't save altcoin season or whatever but he yeah he's quite something so essentially a bunch of us flew over to netherlands we have these worldwide parties and it was crazy and then one of the guys that was there like everybody basically told that i look like vin diesel (laughs) even though yeah i'm I'm working on becoming a body double as well (laughs) so and then yeah somebody published a meme and it took off from there because before that I was changing avatars. I was like young Bill Gates. Yeah, I was Djokovic. I was a bunch of stuff and then Vin Diesel stick. So that's that story. You probably like we'll link the meme after the podcast. So Rockstar, why don't why don't you tell us a little bit about what you know who you are and and what are you currently doing right now? Yeah, so for those that don't know, I'm one of the core contributors on BTC Base Server. And that's pretty much how I became known in this space. I'm now working with Jack Mallers on Zap. Before that, this in my previous life, I've been like programmer for the last 20 years. Uh, I've been participant of Bitcoin forums since like 2012-2013 waste so much time arguing with people over bitcoin talk and reddit and i regret every second of it but yeah <laughs> luckily yeah, i've um when the whole scaling wars happened i just couldn't do it anymore i needed to find a better outlet for the energy i had so i saw nicholas you know coding away on BTC Pay server alone. And I was like, yeah, let me help out there because I can. It's within my domain of knowledge. And that's how this whole Rockstar developer persona started. Uh, In what year was that? This is, uh, man, I can't. 2018, something like that, right? It's like late 2017. Oh, okay. Like that, 2018. And that's why you, that's a current up to date uh, account of what you're doing? Pretty much, man. I've, Mm -hmm. uh, I've, uh, all the other stuff I was doing Mm -hmm. previously, like I pretty much uh, closed it out. And Mm -hmm. now I'm 
100% in this ecosystem trying mm-hmm. to contribute and look, you know, where people are saying this can be better or this can be coded. And if it's within my domain of knowledge, I jump in and try to help. So, yeah. well, it's for your 15,000 followers on Twitter. What do you, what about you attracted them to you? Would you say? It's, it, it's less than that. And I think it's pretty much shit posting that <laughs> comes down to that. So I had these daily posting of various like memes, and then I would mm-hmm. provide a comment from developer side, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, I, I would figure out a funny thing and people like that. So uh, that's pretty much how I've uh, built the following plus BTC pay server helped a lot. And I must say, I'll, I will very likely in, in like next few months, I will be way less active on Twitter, like way, way less because I, I need to tune out from all the the noise and the arguments and, and pretty much focus on, on coding. And I will look at what are people most frustrated with. And then if I can code something that addresses that, you know, that's where I will zero in and that's what I'll do. But I'll, I'll try not to do too much of somebody said something and then I say, oh, you're not right. It's actually like this. So uh, people like me who are not totally in the Bitcoin ecosystem might not know what BTC pay, uh, server is, BTC yeah. pay server. Uh, yeah. And the reason why I know that is because I don't know what it is. Can you explain it? <laughs> yeah, man, but everybody now knows what BTC pay server is. You saw that tweet from Jack Dorsey. Uh, no. No, man, come on. He's one of our biggest supporters. Oh, I, I know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys got him. <laughs> you just see BTC Pay Server and you don't go into detail. Sorry? I'm, I'm curious how you don't know the details of BTC Pay Server when you're following Jack Dorsey. Like, you just see BTC Pay Server and you don't look, like, into details. Uh, I don't, I don't remember seeing Jack. I'm not sure if I follow Jack Dorsey and I definitely don't remember him, uh, seeing him tweet about it. The only time I see, remember seeing BTC pay server come across my feed was when, uh, BitPay started accepting ether as, as currency. And then Christian <laughs> said something about how we don't, we don't associate with, uh, BitPay. We use BTC pay server. Uh, that's, that's the only exposure I've had to it. Yeah, man. Well, I said the right things on Twitter, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All uh, BTC Pay Server, pretty much like the main use case of BTC Pay Server is to be, uh, and how most people use it is as a payment processor, right? Mm-hmm. So you're using BitPay. BitPay blocks you because they don't like whatever thing about you. And you just bring up a BTC Pay Server instance and you rewire your you know, WooCommerce to use BTC Pay server instead of using BitPay. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and that was also original idea of the whole project to be like payment processor for individuals that are fo- focused on, you know, not being dependent on anybody, like sovereignty solution. So, but it really grew to something way more than that. Like I, uh, we've met a lot of people like Andreas Antonopoulos, for example. He uses BTC Pay Server as a way to, you know, uh, play with nodes and do development. Because with BTC Pay Server, you can really easily bring up the whole technology stack that you need in order to do something like develop on top of Bitcoin mm-hmm. or LND or C Lightning. And also BTC Pay Server has this nice plugin architecture that allows uh, software like Ride the Lightning that manages L&D. We're able to wrap that up and add it as a plugin to BTC Pay Server. And then people can use it. And RTL is fantastic. Uh, It's also a crowdfunding uh, platform like it can be. You you probably saw the whole Hodlnot campaign 
or you missed that one also? No, I don't know what that is off the top of my head. Man, like the divide is real. Like nobody in Ethereum is, is following all the great things that happen in Bitcoin ecosystem. I'm busy, dude. Ah, no, 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 man. We need to get you in some Bitcoin conferences so you mm-hmm. see what is the real fun, not that fake, you know, like rapping and trying to be weird for publicity. <laughs> hey, it's rainbows and unicorns over here. No, no, man. It's like in those drummers, like I, I need to watch that latest <laughs> Roger Deere. He was like, oh, look where all the developers are. Drummers drumming, yeah. So yeah, BTC-based server at this point is, is more like a technology stack that you can utilize in various ways and we're just going to keep expanding it and making it better and yeah unfortunately i don't know if we'll ever do ethereum because it's pretty much impossible to sync full node uh we were actually looking i mean it wasn't we it was one contributor was looking into it like a year ago and then it was just nah but Technically, it is quite possible to even like support any coin as long as somebody will invest time into it. And then you get all this other stuff for free, kind of crowdfunding, POS, like point of sale, a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. So can you actually kind of take us through the tech stack of BTC Pay Server and, and how one, some developer might use it on their website? Sure. I mean, uh, if they go to github.com slash BTC pay server slash BTC pay server, uh, it's an entry portal they call the documentation we have. And that documentation includes nice diagram showing how BTC pay server is envisioned. And it's pretty much uh, whatever is the demon, like Bitcoin D is, you know, main thing. But whoever wants to add, you want to add uh, Litecoin D, you can. And then you have all these demons that are running a certain coin. And on top of that, you either use MBX Explorer if you're having a coin that's like UTXO set uh, based. If you have something else, you need to code custom listeners. And then you inject all that on third layer where the BTC based server is and subscribe to all the events then utilize all the other functionality like invoices, payment requests, define items in point of sale, use the integrations with with the various plugins, merchant plugins that we have. I don't know, WooCommerce. Mm, Okay. You know, stuff. That's where I was going with that. That's that's where I start to get familiar with things. And as soon as you say WooCommerce, I'm like, oh, okay. That's why I know what that is. Yeah. I mean, I, I really won't do it justice man because i am i am a programmer i am not the guy uh that looks too much like i stay focused on the main thing you know like what are we Mm -hmm. doing uh related to you know architecture controllers interaction with like i'm now busy with lnd for example but if Mm -hmm. you go to like you have really great documentation and i know the part of documentation is like plugins or integrations i'm looking at it right now and we have integrations with woocommerce uh, drupal magento presto shop and you can do custom integration and all that stuff you can find if you go to docs.btcpayserver.org and you know just go from there so i'm assuming that the benefit of btc pay server is that it's like open source rather than closed like um bitpay mm-hmm. Yes, one of the benefits. Also, okay. we're way more fun than BitPay. How so? Man, I mean, just look at me. When when would <laughs> you have that spare guy doing this, man? He He's Fair sending enough. like 2 million to hackers or buying Super Bowl commercials, trying to be cool, wasting money of investors, man. They mm-hmm. should have gave me like what they gave them, like 100 million. Crazy, man. In the greater crypto community, community ecosystem, is there anything else like BTC Pay? And why is BTC Pay such vital open? open source infrastructure can't really say there is something comparable and it's with good reason because i think we attract all the people that want to do something on this end and it's already like so much work has been done that there is really no need to jumpstart alternative to this 
I mean, if you want to jumpstart, you can do what some people are doing. They just fork and then white label. So, so no, I mean, and really, I, I think the reason why BTC Pay Server is so successful, it is exactly because it's community projects, project, you know, and there are a lot of great people involved. So on my end, all I'm trying is whatever community needs implemented, you know, however I can support the community, that's what I do. And because I realize every great project is about people that are working on it and you can never, you know, like if it's really hard to do a project, if it's like one or two or three people, because I don't know, somebody doesn't like me, you know, so for whatever reason, and with BTC pay server, it's great thing because yeah, if you don't like me, there are, five other people who are contributing to the project and you can connect with them much better and then you can have fun working together on something meaningful with a great exposure and great support from the community. What does being a developer in the BTC community look like? I feel like a lot of our listeners are potentially developers in the ETH community. They may Mm -hmm. look at Bitcoin back. Oh, you can't develop on Bitcoin core. Like this is like tough like stuff to work with like what does developing on bitcoin look and feel like yeah well i would say the biggest transition is probably community right because even if <laughs> if you're a good developer in bitcoin community you are going to be criticized a lot which is what i've experienced you know you invest time you invest resources uh and then people call you out for whatever you know something you said and uh, yeah, if if it's hard for you to deal with people, yeah, definitely stay in Ethereum community. <laughs> you don't want toxicity stuff. But but I'm telling you, like I I actually enjoy interacting with Bitcoin community a lot. And, you know, if um, if I have a huge disagreement with whoever, I you know like talk with him one on one. We can yell at each other. We can you know, curse at each other, do whatever. And then when we meet at the conferences, you know, I challenge them to a drinking match and usually win. We, you know, we make up, we, we've generated the energy that we hopefully push into productive, uh, you know, outlets and go forward. So that's how I see it. Like I see it really as a productive conflict, you know, and, for me, it is very enjoyable to be part of the Bitcoin community, and it's really not hard to develop. I mean, I would say it's... I've tried Ethereum development. Yeah, and uh, it's its pretty... Uh, I would say it's pretty easier to get in because, yeah, with Ethereum, you have way more setup here. You just have Bitcoin D, and you can do, you know... Uh, API calls and that's pretty much it with Ethereum you need to set up everything and truffle what it was that I, I was setting up you have virtual machine that uses IDE so but but yeah it's it's a learning curve as always man like I'm telling you I've been a programmer for quite some time and it's just technology as soon as people get over the learning curve they're like oh yeah, it's, it's okay in addition to BTC Pay Server, what other uh, Im- important pieces of infrastructure, like open source infrastructure, is being built around Bitcoin that help it help its spider web latch on to the rest of the internet? When I think about all that stuff, man, like the thing that scares me about Bitcoin is really how awesome the whole thing is envisioned, and this is something like that I was even disagreeing a lot with people in my previous lives because I always had this notion of Bitcoin will be successful even if, you know, the blocks are full and the fees suck and it's slow and this and that because it's such a great investment vehicle. You know, it's it's completely new asset class. You know, you don't need to build, I don't know, fancy D apps or have fancy protocols on this and that. You just need to have, you have already this 
first asset in history of humanity that's like digitalized, that has value, and that people are sending to each other. People are buying it as an investment, and that's it. They're not interested in anything else. So, you know, I am involved with Zap, and I'm blown away by how great team it is. And Zap is building such a nice uh, UI and user experience on top of not only like Bitcoin, but, you know, Lightning. And it's a joy to see people using it and being like, wow, this is nice. Uh, and and the thing that Jack announced about us onboarding more people onto Lightning, that's something I'm working on. That That's the thing that I'm looking forward in the next, you know, like uh, near future. But I'm telling you, even without that, it's Bitcoin will be used and Bitcoin yeah, will be around. Unfortunately, I might add, may add, yeah, because I would love if, if it was like just user experience focus, but it's not. Rockstar. So you kind of mentioned that it's really a lot more about the investment aspect of why that's why Bitcoin is going to be successful. Why are you pivoting to working on Lightning and where do you see Lightning being important if investing is really what's going to drive Bitcoin adoption? Just to be clear, like I think it, it, you will still see all this other stuff happening. Like I'm just saying that Bitcoin is so well thought of. Like I always talk about genius of Satoshi, man. Because when I look back and all the disciplines that you tie together, and you spawn this whole new category, it's really like marvelous. So yeah, just to make sure that I'm not saying like that will just drive. I, I'm just saying Bitcoin is so resistant that even if nothing happens in next 10 years, like somebody hunts down all us developers, you know, kills us. Bitcoin is not like Bitcoin will be around. So, but, uh, where I see a lightning going forward, and I always say when it comes to lightning, I think the biggest aspect that's overlooked is integration with exchanges. Like I actually think that exchanges will be the biggest users of lightning because uh, then you will have scenarios in which you're not depositing funds into exchange, but you're opening a channel with the exchange. And now you retain the control of your funds while still having ability to, you know, instantly uh, deposit, not deposit, but, you know, like execute trade or even use the connection that exchange has to say pay something or use the exchange to uh, receive funds, stuff like that. So I, I really think that that will be the big, big use case that's not really talked much about right now. Just to clarify something, and we've talked about this in other episodes, but you guys think that Bitcoin will do all the things that Bitcoiners think that it does in the, in its present form without, without more integration, without more things like uh, BTC pay server and without more things like lightning, without any other further like open source developments or like attachments to connect to the real world, the base layer blockchain and the 21 million Bitcoins is going to do all the things that Bitcoiners think that it's going to do regardless. Is that correct? Well, I mean, you need to tell me what it is that it's going to do. I'm just saying like it will survive and it will have value. $100 trillion. What? $100 trillion or whatever Plan B says it is. $5 million Bitcoin. Yeah. $5 million Bitcoin. <laughs> is, it, is that like... When it's five million dollars, do all the Bitcoiners like clap their hands? Like, all right, it's done. Yeah, we, it. we're here now. We do citadels and everything else. No, I don't I, understand that meme. Citadels? Yeah, I, I haven't followed that meme. Man, like I'm, I'm just hoping like Michael Goldstein will will like yeah he he'll 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 like say thank you Rockstar for doing all the evangelizing. <laughs> and spreading the creed and explaining. Well, citadels are, uh, actually they came from what I understand because I was also looking into that. Like There is this post on Reddit where the mm -hmm. guy comes back from the future 
and he wrote he writes on reddit saying like guys you need to stop with this bitcoin thing because it started the nuclear war in i don't know 2025 mm-hmm. and all the bitcoiners are now in citadels in order to enter the citadel you need like 6.15 bitcoin uh, is that where 615 comes from? No, no, no. no. It's, it's much less. He's like, you need like 0.001 Bitcoin. Point zero, yeah, yeah. Because 615 is, is American hold, right? American hodl. He's the one 615. Because the girl, 6.15. girl, yeah, girl right. rejected him and he went home and mined and got 6.15 Bitcoin. So anyways, like the whole world is in disarray. You need to look up that Reddit post so that okay. I'm not doing it. I think I do remember that story briefly. I just didn't connect it to the whole Citadel yeah, thing. Yeah, it's it's awesome post. And the the whole mania started because he actually guessed the price from 2017. So ah, I think okay. the post is from something like 2015. And then he says in like 2017, it will be like 20K. And then or like, oh, this is actually happening. And there are like citadels because citadel will be the place, like small oasis that has mm-hmm. big walls. It's isolated from the desert that the world has become. Everything is automated and you can live there with only if you came with 0.01 Bitcoin, right? That's so funny. That's exactly the way the future of Bitcoiner would think it would go. <laughs> no, that's not I how don't I, think know. I, don't, I don't think that way. <laughs> Like I'm telling you, the the biggest problem is the is the yeah general. You can't say no when you have a visual of burning cash in your background. <laughs> yeah, there we go. See, see how they wrap it up always. And I, I did it for your YouTube subscribers, and that's how you thank me back. No, I can't believe it. Oh, this is the first time you've ever done that. Okay, no, no, no. yeah, this actually premiered. So hmm. let's go. Wait, let's get the money printing. How about that? Yeah, switch it up. Ethereum people love money printing. <laughs> we need to give them ability. It's to not even true. Money. That's just a scarecrow. There we go. Infinite. How do how do Ethereum printing. people like money printing? Man, what is the market cap of Ethereum? Like, what is the limit? <laughs> it's going to be set by an algorithm. When? In Ethereum 2.0. 2.0 is that yes. coming out? Actually. Yes. Okay, let's see it. Let's see. All right, hold your breath. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, man. I'm Rockstar. telling you, if, no, no. If if we want to uh, talk about Ethereum, like we can also talk. Not no. Our cap of something does not mean that we like to print money. The whole point of Ethereum is to produce sound money inside of it. It would be totally antithetical to the whole project if Ether was easy to print. In fact, every time there's ever been a monetary change ever in Ethereum is to reduce issuance. There have been three changes to Ethereum's monetary policy. First to go from five, five Ether per block to three, and then three to two, and then we changed block speeds. Uh, so that actually did print more money, but it was like five, 10% <laughs> or something. No, man, I, I, you or need to educate me because I'm always confused. I'll go to coin market cap and... Mm-hmm. Like I see that that circulating supply will mm-hmm. like there there is no cap like it will never mm-hmm. will be, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's there the thing that there will be there will, be will cap. still be there will not be a cap cap there will never be a so cap. it will be like one percent like what is the latest because I lost it man I know between that between one quarter and one half of one percent, not including the amount that's burned in EIP one five five nine which could. Uh, in theory, equal that and exceed it, so it could actually go down. Bet you didn't know that. No, I didn't, man. Now I'm thinking, mm-hmm. what should I put as my background if not money printing? Ether burning. <laughs> Ether burning. I don't know. Ether burning. Hashtag AIP one five five nine. We can go. No, let's. Also, shout out to my article that's going to come out tomorrow, which will be in the past if you're listening to this on Ryan Shot Adams' bankless uh, uh, article about how EIP-1559 impacts Ethereum's monetary policy. Yeah, th- this is Vitalik throwing money at developers, hoping somebody will develop DApp that somebody uses, right? I've, I've, I've used three <laughs> DApps in the time that we have been recording this conversation. No, man. We'll... That's not okay. even a lie. Let me let me then go with something neutral. Let's <laughs> let's let's find something that's Vitalik. Maybe I need I need to have Vitalik for the next one. 
There we go. Matrix. Bitcoiners just don't like Vitalik because he's I just successfully built something else that's not Bitcoin that's also useful, and they don't no, like to admit it. I, I love Vitalik, man. Like the 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 child philosopher is freaking awesome, man. I mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm telling you, especially this talent he has for like triggering people. And I can only imagine how his like evil laugh, you know, when he <laughs> he actually triggers people on Twitter. Like he's probably like laughing like like a nerd, real nerd. Like he, you know. I don't know if I only have seen. Have you seen the Vitella clapping video? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, I can only imagine. So yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, child philosopher is freaking awesome. So mm-hmm. yeah, we can check. You know, we can say that's a good thing about Ethereum and I'll prepare for all the attacks on Twitter coming my way from Bitcoin, toxic Bitcoin max. Yeah. I want to I turn this back to, to Zap and, uh, and what you're doing there. Uh, recently, Jack Mahler's the founder of Zap, which is kind of like the original Lightning Wallet. He announced the Olympus feature for Zap, which is essentially light KYC fiat yeah. to lightning bitcoin directly inside the app um, yeah. and he open sourced it a bunch of other cool stuff i know you're working on it directly can you tell our audience a little bit about zap in general and then about what's coming with olympus yeah i mean i don't know you do know about zap david right or no is this zappo or is it something else is no xap zap no i have no idea no we were you're like buying shoes with bitcoin that's that's a, no Zappos a custodian. <laughs> no, I um. So Zap, for those that don't know, is this awesome Lightning wallet that Jack has been working on ever God, since. That makes Be- sense. Yeah, yeah. Before Lightning on Bitcoin was, you know, a thing. Like from essentially when it started, the whole thing. So not not Jack Dorsey, Jack Mallers. Yeah, not not Jack Dorsey, Jack Mallers, but. They're both awesome jacks, and um, I've joined the project to help a little bit because, as you say, it's like light KYC enough so that our pretty boy Jack Dorsey doesn't go to jail, right? As he said on that podcast with Marty, it's uh, so that that's all the like light K- confusing uh, people. Jack Mallers. Oh, Jack Mallers. Sorry, I don't know, man. I'm. To be honest, I am a little taken aback now that Jack Dorsey follows me on Twitter. So he does. Nice. Yeah, cool? yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, Jack. Mallers, so he's gonna listen to this, right? I don't know. I can DM him and tell him to <laughs> listen to that. We only. Uh, I haven't had a, a chance to speak with him directly, but I've learned that he's also a big supporter of BTC Pay server, so that's how probably he started following me. But to get back to the question, yeah, with uh, Zap, pretty much I've joined to make that uh, fiat to Bitcoin over Lightning thing happen um, because I have a lot of experience with you know building middlewares, integrating with other systems. Uh, as I've spent the last 10 years here in the U.S. working in various startups, so me and Jack connected and, and thought it's a good thing to work together. And I must say, like, I'm, I mainly joined just because of him and because I am really excited to see where he will go in the next five years because he's uh, such a well-rounded quality person that, you know, it's, it's, it's joy to be around him. And so uh, looking forward to see what we will do with Zap uh, in next you know, year or two and where he will be in the next five years. So what, what's so special about Olympus specifically and like the protocol that you guys, an open source uh, kind of situation that you guys have put together? Well, I would say the biggest thing is Jack's focus on product and all the ideas that he wants to realize eventually as we have time to to do them. Uh, so in the end, I expect it will be like people will catch up because I say uh, as soon as 
word got out that Jack was working on this fiat to Bitcoin over Lightning, you suddenly had, you know, three other companies announce that you have fiat to Lightning, whatever. So people are watching what he is doing and, you know, trying to catch up. Um, I think he gave pointers in which direction this will go uh, through the, you know, all the talks that he has been giving. I know you and me, we mentioned that um, uh, Crypto Magical Friends Conference, right? What is the conference? Where MCC. He gave, yeah, where he gave the talk on, uh, on you know, futures and, and rest of the things. So people can look at that as a, as a guidance in which direction all this will go. And yeah, on, on my end, I'm just excited to be part of it. And disclaimer that I always say is that pretty much Jack Mallers is Zap. So, you know, what I'm saying, take it as somebody who is just involved. You know, I'm not representing Zap directly. I'm just putting my opinion and how I view things. But yeah, excited, excited, man, about all of that stuff. I wouldn't be joining the company otherwise. Cool. And just for a little bit more context for the listeners, uh, the talk that Rockstar is referring to, Jack Mahler's presented at Magical Crypto Conference and talked about giving miners the ability to hedge difficulty with uh, with uh, difficulty futures. So like Bitcoin difficulty futures that would enable them to uh, hedge their business in one way or the other. And I think he's also talked about uh, so miners are inherently short difficulty because they're buying some, you know, they're investing in trying to get Bitcoins now. And then on the flip side, uh, they're, I think they're almost everyone else is long, is long difficulty. Like a lot of the investment, uh, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of like nuances into who is short difficulty and who is long difficulty, difficulty. And he's kind of talked about this futures product being a very nice way to kind of, uh, smooth those things out. Yeah, thank you for doing so much better job of presenting than me, man. <laughs> uh, David, do you have anything to throw in here, or should we move down the to the next topic? So this is the whole short, long difficulty. That's not anything like uh, natively on chain. That's just like a a service to the side, like a third party service. Yeah, I mean, it, it would be like a product, yeah, business. Okay, cool. But it inherently it it could you know, really enhance Bitcoin, right? If it makes it right. easier for miners to do their thing mm-hmm. um, totally. by, you know, longing difficulty as well as uh, investing in their business, which is inherently short difficulty, it can help them hedge. So mm-hmm. it could definitely lock things in from a hash rate perspective. Provide some stability and security. Look at that financialization at work. Mm-hmm. Can you believe it? So, you wanted to talk about these things that are happening at BitDev meetups called Socratic Seminars. Uh, oh, yeah. I've been going to the Socratic Seminars in San Francisco at the BitDev meetup. I think I've been to like three out of the last four or five. So I've, I've been pretty consistent. Pretty much what happens, at least in SF, is uh, there's one moderator and then a bunch of developers and other kind of bystanders sit down and watch and they go through a list of news and you know, at least in San Francisco, it's like Greg Maxwell and Peter Willa and yeah. uh, and Lalu and other really, really distinguished Bitcoin developers kind of giving their take on news, which is pretty amazing to watch. These seminars have been spreading around the country and I know Rockstar is a huge part of that. Yeah, I, I'm actually here in Chicago. The biggest guy when it comes to that is Chris Stewart. He took upon himself to... Uh, to to organize in Chicago and it is pretty much the thing that you're talking about it's like newsletter going through all the news items and for developers it's fantastic man I I love you know when I have ability to go to those and just listen to all the news being presented by other guys like all the important stuff and then have the ability to something that I don't know somebody can explain to me or something that you know I feel very opinionated about I can discuss it with somebody hear some other perspective and learn because that's pretty much 
what all of us are doing, man. Learning, getting better. So more power to Socratic seminars. Let's see it spread more and more. So this is an in-person event? Yeah, yeah. And it, the great thing, it's not recorded. It's, uh, you can debate people. Mm. Uh, you can have unpopular opinions. And uh, I, I love it. I love it, man. Uh, unlike discourse on Twitter where you really can't discuss anything uh, with the substance, I really think mm -hmm. any public discourse, you can have good in-depth argument. Like if you really want to discuss a topic with somebody, it needs to be private and there must not be a winner and loser. There must be, you know, uh, ability to lose. Like you always want to have ability to lose uh, without consequences. When you lose in public debate, there are consequences. Yeah. People tell you, oh, you suck. You don't represent your point well. Mm -hmm. This and that. Your tribe now hates you. So it's, it's not productive. There's always something we've always seen in every single industry that uh, the long form is definitely in demand. Um, long form podcasts, long form discussions. That's, that's what Joe Rogan is taking over, right? Like two, three hour long interviews yeah. and stuff. And I, I expect there's going to be no shortage of that in the future especially when it comes to, to cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, where it's just like a, such a vibrant ecosystem of, of uh, academia and domains of knowledge that everyone has things to talk about. Yeah, I, I always admire people that think that, you know, Bitcoin will die or whatever, because <laughs> it's just not happening, man. I, I always, when I look at Bitcoin ecosystem, I look at it as, a, as an NFL, mm -hmm. you know, or baseball. There are people who are watching baseball their whole life and it's completely non-productive activity. And yet it's, I mean, it, it's even like quite, uh, man, the, the, the prices those teams fetch, it's outrageous. But in Bitcoin ecosystem, you have the same thing. Like people don't have hobbies. Bitcoin is the hobby hmm. or that's how they spend their free time. And it's a, Plus, it's a really serious thing. Uh, it's separating uh, state and the money, you know. And uh, I am mostly in Bitcoin ecosystem, but I'm telling you for Ethereum, I get it as a cultural movement, really, man. And technology, it sucks, but it doesn't need to be good, you know, in order for people to, to create a tribe around it especially a tribe that shares a bunch of values and enjoys each other. So, you know, I, I do, you know, joke about D apps, but there are people using them and for, for, you know, whatever reason. And it, Ethereum has value. And, you know, I, I don't see even that going away, unfortunately, because people will lose a lot of time as I said, Ethereum is technically broken, and I can explain that as a programmer. Yeah, but, please do. Yeah, okay. So when you're studying computer science, there is this term, uh, second system effect, which originated from uh, this great book, The Mythical Man Month. Uh, Fred Brooks wrote it in like 1975. And it talks about this paradox or uh, in, in computer, computer science or more like implementation of software systems where first system is built and it's widely successful. And then people come over and say, okay, we are going to fix all the problems that happen with the first system, like all the imperfections, this and that, like we're going to fix it. This will be the best system ever. And then they build that second system and it's plagued with problems. So usually like first system is fine, second system is terrible, and then third is maybe good because people overestimate what they do. And I'm telling you, Ethereum will go down in history as a perfect example of second system effect. 
because I Why say, isn't the second system any of the other systems that we've already seen die, like MasterCoin? Why isn't MasterCoin the second system? Well, man, it, it took quite few people to build Ethereum, right? Like, I think it was the best gathering, plus Brian Armstrong from Coinbase was pissed, so the project was supported from start. Like, a lot of people that disliked Bitcoin came together and they were like, this is the next big thing. This is going to flip Bitcoin, right? And again, like, to go back to why Ethereum is, is like, what is lacking, uh, I always go back to the fact that blockchain is terrible. And you should always look at the blockchain as a consensus layer. The biggest problem with Ethereum is that it went beyond that. It tried to make blockchain a computing layer and started embedding a bunch of other stuff into it. I would say that Ethereum is definitely still trying to be a consensus layer. It's just trying to be a more flexible one. Yeah, it is trying. Like, I'm not saying Ethereum, Ethereum is obviously consensus layer because you have distributed network like of nodes and they're coming to consensus every like not. What is the what is the block time still? Is it like 20 seconds? All uncle rates and all that stuff. Like, when is the finality? Seconds. Well, a block every block blocks are 12 to 15 seconds, but finality is. I mean, it's proof of work, so it's not deterministic. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, after how many confirmations you can say something like irreversibly happens. Six-ish. If you're, if, six-ish is kind of used, but if you go to exchanges, they use 20. Yeah, so it is... But in proof of stake, this totally changes. I'm, I'm telling you, like, unlike some other Bitcoiners that are like, experimentation is a, it's a scam. It's not like, I support it, man. Like, if mm-hmm. people are experimenting, way better programming on Ethereum than watching baseball, if you ask me. <laughs> but in the end, in the end, I'm telling you, like, everybody who is technical will come to the conclusion that blockchain sucks. Blockchain is only mm-hmm. there to be a consensus layer. You can't put anything else into it. Okay, so what about all the current applications that have been integrated into Ethereum that are being used? Man, like you can can get to the point when something works. Does it, you know, work well? Is it natural fit? That's that's the biggest question. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, you you will keep seeing this Ethereum 2.0 and Ethereum 3.0 or, you know, like this will finally fix the problems. Like it won't until you come back and recognize what problems. What? what problems? What problems? Like yeah. how do you sync Ethereum node from Genesis without going on a 30 day odyssey? I mean, it doesn't take 30 days. It'll take between like three and 10. It's not instant. First off, that problem gets solved in Ethereum 2.0. And it's and if you just want to run a node, you just do it. Oh man! Like it's we, it's a push button node. We need to get you on BTC Pay server so that you show us how to like run Ethereum node. I wouldn't be the best person because I'm not technical. I'm not a developer, but I've run a node before and I just downloaded the thing and I pressed go. And but we do need SSDs. Like we can't host it wherever. Yeah, SSDs are super common. Damn man. Yeah. Like it's like a hundred bucks at my local micro store and you could get a deal for on one for like 30 or something. And David, the, the SSD is not the bottleneck. What up? So I have a quick question. It's yeah. kind of dawned on me that the architecture of Ethereum 2.0 kind of resembles that of, you know, potentially Bitcoin with side chains or something like that. Like right. it's, why it's a bunch of side chains? Yeah. What, why, why is the beacon chain, not fully expressive and like why doesn't it have all that functionality on it if that's totally fine to do on the base layer of a blockchain because the beacon chain is just like the heartbeat of the system it's like all of the pieces of infrastructure that you need to produce consensus among all of the shards and so like if you want to imagine this just imagine 1024 shards all moving in parallel all synced to the heartbeat of the beacon chain. And so we allow, we put the expressiveness on and the complexity on the shards and we have the simplicity and the finality on the beacon chain, the consensus on the beacon chain. 
Is that what Bitcoin does? One of one of my no. goals in life is I don't know I'll get drunk w- with Vitalik and hopefully we can come up with all these ideas together for for an hour, man. No, I mean, <laughs> in in the end, I guess everybody will move toward that because it is a natural solution. You need to have as slim a blockchain as possible with as little logic as possible. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you can build side chains, sure. uh, mm-hmm. uh, smart contracts, this and that. But blockchain itself, it needs to be as lean and mean as possible. And just basic transactions, just tying value to information. Yeah, I think you just described the beacon chain pretty well. I, I need I need to look into it. I mean, if you have inside track to Vitalik and can set me up, I do for, not. no, please, man. <laughs> I do not have that. So, I've we, talked to him one time. Yeah, like, hi, to, I'm David. Uh, yeah, hi, I'm David. Uh, there is this guy that'll get drunk and come up with new buzzwords. Um, but yeah, I if if what I am saying is the direction in which it's going, good luck, man. Um, I, I am really excited that Bitcoin itself, like it had great technical guidance, you know, during past period. And when we have a Schnorr and when we get all that uh, smart contract functionality with uh, Taproot and everything else, yeah, uh, exactly. I, I think it, it will it will be, yeah phenomenal and used maybe we'll see i always say market is a free market is a great thing in the end you look at where the money is and that's what the situation is 100 percent agree rockstar this was a fun conversation man thanks for bringing so much character to the podcast Uh, thank you guys for having me yeah this is great thanks for coming on okay sorry hey get you a conversation with vitalik no (laughs) No worries, Yo, man. No worries. If it people want to find you, where can they do that? Uh, go on Twitter, Rockstar Developer. The first one you see, that's me, man. So, And from there, join me on uh, BTC Pay Server Mattermost because that's where I'm going to spend most of my time. And yeah, if you, especially if you want to get into coding, I organize these weekly sessions where I show people how to code or ask, or, uh, answer their coding questions. Hashtag learn to code. Yeah, exactly. And just you won't get banned on Twitter like it's over now. So. <laughs> All, right. All right, guys, uh, Rockstar, thanks again. Uh, you guys know where to find the show at POV Crypto Pod. You can find me at CK underscore Snarks, David. You can find me at, at Trustless State, both on Twitter and on Medium. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Five-star reviews, please. I, I think we deserve it. I think. 100% and deserve it. Don't you no. fucking dare to give us a four-star. <laughs> don't you fucking dare. Yeah, All right, it. peace. All right, peace Will you just see-